0: to our new series, the Kabbalistic map of personality. And over the next uh, couple of weeks, please God, we're going to explore some authentic Kabbalistic ideas that are found in the original Kabbalistic writings as very, uh, uh, I guess, out there, esoteric ideas. But we're going to look at it through the prism of Hasidic thought that makes it very personal. Everything we're going to study is going to be about you and about me and about every single person in the universe. And hopefully through the Kabbalistic wisdom, we're going to gain a a deeper insight into ourselves, into the way we work, into who we really are. And we'll start with a, a quote from the Talmud. The great compendium of jewish wisdom from uh, 1500 or so years ago that says that just as everyone's face is different so too everyone's character is different that uh, every single face is completely unique even identical twins are not really identical we all know identical twins and we know which ones which at least at, at least as we get to know them there are no two faces that are alike every single face is unique And so the Talmud says, just as every face is unique, so to every character is unique, every person, every human being is a unique character. We're not just different externally, where our face looks different, but internally, our personality, our being, our, our inner self is different. Every single person has a unique makeup. And that's why life is so complicated, because We don't see things the same. We don't experience things the same as anybody else. And so therefore, every conversation you have, every interaction, every relationship you have is the coming together of two distinct beings, just like you look different. So do you look at things differently, no two faces are alike. Now that makes relationships complicated. And that makes uh, the ability to get on with people complicated because... I have my look and my outlook and that being different to yours, I don't always realize it's not always conscious to me that you look at it differently. So I can't understand how you can look at it differently to me because it's so obvious. It's, 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 it's so apparent how things are supposed to be and how things look from my perspective. How can you not see it that way? But if I would contemplate the fact that just like your face is not the same as my face. So to the way you look at the world is not the the same as the way I look at it. The way you experience the world is not the way I I experience it. If we would contemplate that, so then we'd maybe have a bit more tolerance for others. Now, this statement of the Talmud can be read and understood on several levels. If you think into it a little bit, the idea that everyone's face is different, is that actually true? If you look at all these faces and any face, they're actually in a way all the same every face has pretty much the same ingredients as any other face, eyes, nose, mouth, ears, hair, eyebrows, skin, cheeks, chin, they're more or less the same. The the makeup of the face, not, not makeup, the that which makes up the face is the same in every person. And yet, with those exact same ingredients, there is variation, slight or sometimes even dramatic to make people completely different. So looking at these different faces. They all have everything in common. And yet nothing in common. The the exact same parts of the face. And yet each one is different. Every nose is a different size and a different shape. They're all noses. But they're recognizable. That's that's that nose. And this is that this nose eyes there might be the same two eyes, but the colors, the positioning, the spacing of the eyes, it's different for each person. The, the distance between the, the nose and the mouth, how wide the mouth is, the angles of the mouth, the shades of the skin, the colors of the eyes and the hair, all of these things are the variables that make a person different. So taking the exact same features, there are infinite combinations of those features, infinite variations that make every person unique and different. And so if the Talmud says that just like everyone's face is different, so too everyone's character is different, we can make a parallel and say that just like the face is made up of the same features and yet the combination is different for each person, so too with your character. Every single person's character is made up of the same ingredients. Wherever you are in the world, whoever you are, however old you are, there are certain particular ingredients of your character, of your personality, of your inner self, your inner face, the you that is beyond the surface. It's exactly the same as me and every other person. The ingredients are the same. The features are the same of our inner self. What makes us unique is the particular combination, the emphasis, the size and shape of your inner self. A a face is apparent. You you see a face and and, and you see the features as you look at a person. What you don't see straight away, but you get a sense of as you get to know a person, is there's something behind that person. There's the personality there. And we all have different personalities. What are the features of that personality? What, What are those ingredients? The face has the nose, the eyes, the mouth. What does the personality have? And what we're going to see from the Kabbalistic teachings is that all all personalities have the exact same ingredients, but just like the face, so too the character. The complexities, the subtleties make it completely different and make each person totally and utterly unique, which on the one hand makes it uh, very complex if every person is unique no two people are alike so who am i supposed to get on with how who am i supposed to understand i struggle to understand myself how can i understand you if you're different to me so on the one hand it's that's a challenge on the other hand if we know that we're all made up of the same stuff we have in us the exact same ingredients just in different combinations different emphasis different strengths and weaknesses so that means that i do have a bit of you in me i I can relate to you because there is something within me that reflects what you are maybe we have different combinations but we have a common base what the talmud here is saying is look at another face they're different to you. They have a different face, but you relate to a fellow human being. There's a familiarity of humanity there. And so within the differences, there is a commonality. So too with character, as we get to know our character, we'll see, we're all made up of the same stuff. Just with different uh, different flavors of the same stuff. And therefore, we can find that common human connection and relate to each other. What we're going to see is the map of the personality from a Kabbalistic perspective, and this transcends any cultural ethnic differences. It is, it applies to all people in all places, in all times. It's not a particular time in history that this applies to. It's not to to, to a particular uh, um type of uh, human being it's all human beings it's both male and female everyone has the
1: same ingredients of of the soul and this will uh, be tested we'll see if it works we'll see if if everyone can identify
0: these various uh, faculties within themselves and find out which one of those faculties you relate to the most as we get to know the Kabbalistic map of our personality. Now, as we go, questions are very welcome, um, but I'll take them at the end. So you're welcome to either write into the chat a question, which I'll address at the end, or at the end, uh, you can also um, unmute at the at the at the end of the class, and we can discuss what we discover in the next few moments. So let's launch into
1: the map of the soul. These are the seven keys of
0: our per- personality. These seven attributes are, are listed in Kabbalistic writings as being the makeup of our emotional state of our of our character of our inner world i'm going to go through them all today just briefly but we're gonna we're gonna focus on the first two for the for this evening but just briefly in hebrew the seven names of these keys of our personality are chesed gvura tiferet netzach chod yesod and malchut I have offered translations here which are not necessarily literal because literal translations miss the point. Each one of these is a different expression of personality. Chesed is the faculty of kindness, of love, of giving. Guvura is the faculty of discipline, awe, and receiving. And they're the two we're going to focus on this evening, as you can see, two opposing energies within the personality. Tiferet, briefly, means harmony, compassion, empathy. Netzach, assertiveness and determination. Hod, submissiveness and humility. Yisod is connection or charisma. And Malchut is confidence. Or expressiveness. We're going to meet each one of these seven over the next few weeks, but for this evening, I want to focus first and foremost on Chesed and Gvura, these these two particular attributes. And as we go along, we're going to see we have all of these attributes within us. All seven of these faculties are within every single person, but you're going to find that some of them resonate with you more than others. You feel yourself being more this way than that way. And sometimes in different areas, you'll relate to one and in other areas, you'll relate to another. But as you become more familiar with them, you'll probably find yourself, you'll be able to categorize yourself somewhat and find where you belong. The first two, Chesed and Gvura, the first two because they're the foundation of them all. And we're going to see how the structure
1: here is very tight, very exact. And at the same time, there's room for
0: infinite number of personalities. Now, before we get into Chesed and Gvura in depth, it's important to note that these seven are not just seven. Each one of these seven faculties is actually made up of all the seven faculties. You can subdivide each one of the seven into seven. The number seven has has a special significance in Kabbalistic thought, that the world was created in seven days. There's a seven day week, which by the way, the seven day week is the only part of our calendar that has no astronomical reflection. The month is the cycle of the moon. The year is the cycle of the sun. The day is is the orbit of the earth. A week of seven days, is not reflected in any planetary movement it's a kabbalistic concept it's a it's a torah idea it's a divine idea that seven is the basis of creation and each of the seven days of creation correspond to these seven faculties and express one of those seven faculties which is beyond the scope of today's discussion the number seven has significance in, in Jewish tradition. We wrap our tefillin around our, our arm between the elbow and the wrist seven times. Uh, a bride walks around a groom seven times at a chuppah. And the number seven comes up in our calendar as the seven days of the week, the seventh day being Shabbat. The, uh, there's also a seven-year cycle with the Shemitah year, the sabbatical year every seven years. And there's a, a cycle of seven times seven years, 49 years, which culminate in the 50th year of the Jubilee year in the land of Israel. Also the time period we're currently in, in the calendar between Pesach and Shavuot is the seven weeks, seven weeks from the Exodus from Egypt until the receiving of the Torah. Seven times seven, seven weeks, seven times seven days. This all stems, all of these sevens come from the seven creative energies in God which are reflected in the seven faculties of the human being. And these seven energies, each one of them comprises of all other seven. So therefore the seven really becomes 49, seven times seven. And so they're not just seven personalities. There are really seven times seven personalities, 49 personalities, but even that can be subdivided by seven. And you could, you could you multiply 49 by seven and so on and so forth to get more and more exact into the personality, into your particular place, And it goes ad infinitum. It includes
1: infinite different variables. Each one interacts with the other. So it's much more complex than
0: just seven. However, to make it simple for us, we're going to make massive sweeping generalizations. And we're gonna put people into very simplified categories. But as you'll see, it actually works. So let's start with Chesed and Gvura. Are you a Chesed person or are you a Gvura person? Well, let's, let's examine what they, they are and we'll see. Let's look at Chesed and Gvura personalities and uh, we're going to divide them very much here. Even though, like I said, everyone has Chesed and everyone has Gvura, we're going to make it into there's a Chesed person and a Gvura person, like two corners, two extremes. Most of it, are not, most of us are not such extremes, but we're going to do it for the sake of our conversation to clarify the ideas, and then you'll see which one you tend towards. So, first, let's just meet the two characters before you decide what you are. Let's meet them. A chesed person in their disposition, what type of what, what type of person are they in, in the way they live, in the way they interact, in the way they view the world? A chesed person is optimistic. They see the cup as half full, they think things are going to be good, they believe that the best is going to happen, they're, they're much more uh, just positive and, and upbeat. That is, a, that is a chesed type of person. A Gevura person will be the opposite, will be much more pessimistic, will view the world as being more difficult, see that the, the worst is going to happen, expecting the worst. Neither better than, than another at the moment. We're, we're not going to judge them for now and say who's better or who's worse. The Gevura person might be right. Or maybe the Chesed person is right. It may be beneficial to be a Chesed person and may be more difficult to be a Gevura person in certain areas. We're not going to judge that for now. We're just meeting them. The Chesed person thinks things are going to be good. The Gevura person expects the worst. So when uh, when you get a message saying... Delivery in three to ten weeks. So, you know, you've made an order and it's delivery within three to ten weeks. The chesed person is expecting it to come three weeks or maybe even sooner. The Gvura person saying at least ten weeks, maybe longer. Who's right? Well, it depends where you're ordering from. But the chesed person will have that that optimistic bias that things will be the best case scenario. The Gvura person will be preparing for the worst case scenario. That's that's the, just their nature, and that's because Chesed is a very positive energy. Gvura is more negative energy. Chesed is more expressive and outward, the power of love. Gvura is more inward, controlled, the power of discipline. And so therefore, a chesed personality sees things as positive, optimistic, whereas a gavura personality is going to be more pessimistic. This also translates into the spontaneity of a chesed person. A chesed person is more outward, out there, and ready to just do something on the fly. Make it happen. Let it go. A gavura person is not spontaneous. They're very organized. They have a good schedule discipline they they know what has to happen next and they stick to it they're not so loose with their schedule they they stick to it the chesed person is very spontaneous and therefore the good person is more a contained person they're more within themselves not necessarily introverted Could be, could be expressed as introversion, but it's more a person who has control over their space and over their energy and doesn't share it so easily. Whereas a chesed person shares very easily, is very
1: outward and open and out there. So a chesed person will be the life of the party
0: but you don't want them organizing the party.
1: The, the Gevura person
0: will be much better off organizing the party because they're disciplined, they, they, they're in control. Whereas the Chesed person is so spontaneous, they may not get around to organizing it, but they're going to be much more fun at the party. That's, that's the, the disposition of a Chesed person as opposed to a Gevura person. So when we translate this into relationships, And here I mean all types of relationships with other people, whether it be a a romantic relationship, friendships, neighbors, parents and children, teachers and students, friends, and all types of relationships. The chesed person and the givor person are very different in their relationships. The chesed person is a very loving person, The, the chesed is the power of love. And so They'll be generous, give a lot of gifts. They'll be very expressive in their, in their love and in their, their passion. A guru person, not necessarily. They won't be quite as expressive in their relationships, but they'll be a good listener. They'll pay a lot of attention.
1: They will, will hear what you're saying. They'll, they'll listen carefully. The guru person will also be reliable. The chesed
0: person not necessarily as reliable. They're a little bit more unpredictable, the chesed person. The
1: guru person is very predictable. So therefore, in their relationships, they're reliable. They show up, they're there, they stick to it. The, the chesed person is lenient, is easygoing. Which, which, which,
0: whichever way the wind blows. A Gevura person is not like that. They lay down the rules. So as a, as a parent, the Gevura person has strict guidelines, has strict boundaries and, and, and rules, and they're
1: enforced. The Chesed person has rules that are broken. They, they, they're not so into the rules. They,
0: they, they let things fly again who's right or wrong well sometimes this sometimes that for now we're not judging we're just we're just pointing out the extremes an extreme chesed person is extremely loving
1: and extremely unreliable an extreme gvura person is very dependable but Holds back a lot, therefore, they listen more. They can be quieter and hear, they don't don't always have to be talking, they could be listening. But the extreme gvura person is strict
0: a rule is a rule, a time is a time, a red line is a red line. Whereas the chesed person there aren't really lines. It's all blurred.
1: You can get away with a lot with a chesed parent. Now, if we look at the purpose of these
0: different faculties, why do we have them? We we have both. We all have chesed and gvura. Some of us are very chesed. Some of us are very gvura. Some of us tend one way and some to, to the other and some of us have a mixture of both very rarely will you have somebody who's extreme in both because they're two opposite but you can have somebody who's moderate in both has a bit of this bit of that but what is their purpose because we have both what are they there for why why are we created with chesed and glura the chesed power is there for us to share ourselves, our ability to share ourselves to to be in a relationship, to connect to somebody, to go out towards them, to be loving towards somebody, caring, to give of myself to you. That's that's my chesed power. And to embrace you, to include you in my life, to bring you into my fold. That is my, my chesed power. My gvura power is there for me to protect myself To hold back. Sometimes maybe you're not supposed to be involved in my life at the moment. There are some people that I have to stay away from. My gvura tells me that. Chesed embraces everyone. Gvura rejects and says no. And that's necessary sometimes. Sometimes you have to step back. That's your gvura power.
1: Even in a relationship, even when connecting to somebody, you need gvura to allow room for somebody else. That's my power to listen, to, to give space, to hold myself back
0: and, and give you the center stage. So I've been given these powers, Chesed and Gvura, because each one has a purpose. Chesed is there for me to share myself and to embrace you and include you. Gvura is there for me to protect myself and to sometimes exclude you or to allow you to take space. For me to push push myself aside for you to take space, that's my gvura. So just like the chesed side, it's sharing myself with, with love or embracing you, including you. So to the gvura side, it's not sharing myself, holding myself back,
1: either to protect myself or to give you space to come in. So I need Chesed and I need Gevura and both can
0: be corrupted. Both powers can lead me astray. They can be misplaced. A misplaced Chesed is not good as is a misplaced Gevura. So Chesed, while it's kindness and easygoingness can also be spoiling. In the, in the case of a parent a parent who's extreme chesed it's very easy going but also spoils the kids whatever they want they get whether it's healthy for them or not whether it's good for them or not there's no boundaries and no borders there's no no they can't say no and we all know an extreme chesed parent spoils children the, the word spoiling means spoiling it's not it's 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 ruining them it's not good for the child to always have yes so an extreme
1: chesed parent, That's a misuse of chesed if you always say yes to the child. On the other hand, an
0: extreme gevorah parent is always saying no. Is always being so strict, coming down so hard, too harsh. And we know how much that can destroy a child. So both sides, in their corrupted form, in their misplaced form, are not good. So in in a, a loving
1: relationship, chesed can be smothering. You can love them to death. You can say, I, I'm, I'm, I, I love you so much that there's no room for you. And people are sometimes baffled that I'm being so loving, so giving, so generous. Why is
0: it not being received? Why is it not being appreciated? I've, I've, done, I've done so much for you. Yes. But that's, that's chesed gone too far sometimes. That's too much giving. Is it it giving in the right place at the right time in the right way? Are you giving what I need or are you just giving what you want to give? That could be smothering.
1: That's misplaced chesed. And what that leads to
0: is the chesed person getting burnt out. We all know people and we've all experienced this in some way, who feel that they've done so much, it's not appreciated, so so I won't, I won't give anymore. I'm I'm burnt out from giving. I've tried everything,
1: and it's not appreciated. So then I won't bother. That's that's exhausted chesed. And the chesed person who is an extreme chesed doesn't have the gvura to listen
0: and to hear what is needed. So
1: the giving is misplaced and they get burnt out from that. Or it could express itself, misplaced chesed, in in loving the wrong person or the wrong things. An extreme chesed person doesn't differentiate. So the love can be totally misdirected. When you love just anybody, that may feel beautiful, but if it's not going to a
0: deserving recipient, so then that love is not going to bring happiness, fulfillment, joy,
1: because it's not reciprocated. A chesed person doesn't discern so much, so they can easily... Fall in love with
0: the wrong person. And the love is beautiful because the chesed is beautiful, but it's not a team. It's not, it's not being received. It's gone in the wrong direction. A gvura person would never make that mistake because gvura people are not so generous with their love. They're extremely discerning. It has to be right, it has to be deserved. It has to be the the right person. But of course, that Gevura can also go to an extreme and become corrupted. Extreme Gevura can lead to too much rigidity, inflexibility. An extreme Gevura person, it has to be this way and it can't be any other way. And anytime their schedule is interrupted, they lose themselves. It, 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 Everything fall, falls apart. A bit of leeway, a bit of, a bit of... Flexibility? No. A, a gvura person, this is how it's got to be, and if it
1: doesn't work out that way, it's the end of the world. And they can be quite harsh. I, I, was, I was a couple of minutes late. It's, it's the end of the world. Things didn't happen exactly to plan, so you're, you're cancelled. That, that is gavura when it's corrupted to be
0: too hard, too rigid, too, too harsh, or too overprotective,
1: holding oneself back too much, being too scared to take a risk, to let yourself go, to put yourself out there.
0: If you're too overprotective of yourself, that's too much guru, then you can never find love You can never find connection.
1: Nobody is deserving. No one's good enough. If if there's too harsh a judgment, which is too extreme a gvura, so then no one is worthy. That's a very lonely existence. So, we have to be very careful with our chesed and with our gvura.
0: You are either a chesed person or a gavurah person you might be a bit of both but you probably tend one way or the other you probably find that going through the this list there's one side that you identify with a little bit more than the other and some of you would be extreme on one side than the other there may be an exception but you might find that you're very much towards this way
1: or that and that's fine that's you that's your face But you have to realize there's risks in either extreme. And if you too much bent towards
0: one side and too much neglectful of the other, there are serious pitfalls. The chesed person, their love is misdirected.
1: The gvur person, they're, they're too inward, too harsh too judgmental
0: if they're in the extreme but when they're balanced when you have chesed a willingness to take a risk to let yourself out there to reach out to another to embrace another but you have the gvura to know to be cautious careful thoughtful when you have the generosity to embrace but you also have the discernment and the self-control
1: to give room for others, then then we have a good balance going. And that's the challenge of, of finding your place in the Chesed and Gvura seesaw. Now, in case you're still not sure where you fit in, let's look at some questions to see if you're more chesed or more gvura
0: because you probably are are one way or the other the very few people are really balanced down the middle so i'll ask some questions and answer them to yourself or if you're with somebody you can answer them together or just in your mind but the answer you should give to these questions is the impulsive answer that comes to you don't don't think it over too much these, there's no right or wrong to these questions that the, just your sense should push you one way or the other and it might help you see which way you are so the first one is this a theoretical situation you have a dentist appointment at 10 a.m it's a 10 minute drive and you need
1: five minutes to park and get to the clinic what time do you leave home Now, there's a couple of ways to look at this. this. looks like a simple question, but we all know
0: from experience, it's not so simple. Different people will answer this question very differently. A, a 10 a.m. appointment, to some people, as soon as you hear 10 a.m., that means, well, I've got to be there at least 10 minutes before that. And so that with that assumption already, if it's a 10-minute drive, and five minutes to park, that's 25 minutes before the event that I have to leave. And therefore, I should leave probably half an hour or maybe 45 minutes before in order to make sure that I'm there for the 10 AM appointment. That would be a very logical uh, train of thought for some. Others, here at 10 AM, 10 minute drive, five minutes parking almost doesn't register. And so a 10 a.m. appointment, okay, so you got to leave just just before 10 or or, or at 10. And, And that's fine. Like there's a different view of time. If you're a real Gevura person, scheduled. So then you're leaving half an hour in advance, at least, maybe more. If you're a real Chesed person, You can do the maths here. You understand that 10-minute drive, five-minute parking to be at the 10 a.m. You might have said 10, okay, quarter to 10, I'm going to leave a quarter to 10. You might have said that, but would you? Would you actually leave at quarter to 10? Or at quarter to 10, would you remember that you have to leave and then start doing things to get yourself to go? If, If you're honest about the answer here, If you were leaving 45 minutes early or something like that that's tending towards gvura you have you you have schedule if you're like realistically definitely not leaving before quarter to ten and then probably a bit after you might be tending towards chesed there let's add a layer to this situation just as you get in the car whatever time it was your phone rings it's your sometimes a little too needy neighbor. Do you answer the call? Yes or no? You've got into the car at the time that you have figured you need to get to the dentist on time. And just then the phone rings as you get into the car and it's the neighbor who you know is gonna ask you for something, is gonna take up your time. Do you answer the call? Yes or no? A chesed person would not hesitate to answer. A Gevura person would. Is this the right time to answer this call when I need to get somewhere and I know that this call is going to be asking of me something that I probably can't do right now. So the the knee-jerk reaction of a chesed person is of course to answer. Without, Without real thought of where you need to go. A chesed person can easily be sidetracked and the fact that they need to be somewhere will be placed second
1: and they'll they'll take the call. Whereas a real person says, not now, now's not the time. Well, then let's say either you took the call or you got a message.
0: The neighbor asks for a ride to the doctor in the same complex as your dentist, but waiting for her means you'll be late to your appointment.
1: She can easily take the bus. She just asked for a ride. Do you take her? Yes or no? Now here again, that might seem like an an easy calculation. Your neighbor needs a lift.
0: Yes, they can take the bus, but what does it hurt you to take them in the car? A chesed person will will not hesitate. It's so obvious. You just got to take them. Yeah, for sure. Come, I'll take you. You're going to be late? A few minutes late. It'll be all right. It's not the end of the world. For a chesed person, it's not the end of the world. And that seems obvious. And a chesed person would say, how cruel, how callous would it be to to not take the person, send them on the bus? I can can take them. But hang on a minute. There's another way of looking at this. If you're late to the dentist, that's not being considerate either. The dentist is waiting. There's there's an appointment. If you're late, the next appointment's going to be late. That's not respectful. to to just be late. It's not like this person is stranded on the the street, has no way of of going. They can take the bus. There is another option for them. They're not not stuck in the pouring rain with with nowhere to go. They, They have options. But to be nice to them is being inconsiderate to somebody else. To a Gavura person, that's
1: obvious. That when you've got a schedule, you've got to keep it. When you've got an appointment, you've got to keep it. And so the way your, your knee-jerk response
0: to that question may indicate which way you are, where you're falling, and the guru side or the chesed side. Let's look at a different, a completely different scenario. You're caring for an eight-year-old, whether it's your, yours or a relative or whatever situation it is. You're caring for an eight-year-old. He's try, crying that his Matt's homework is too hard for him, and he wants to go out and play before it gets dark. But he has to finish his homework. Do you, A, do the work for him, which will take three minutes, and then he can go out and play, or B, show him how to do it himself, which could take an hour. There are there are two parts here. Do it for him. The kid just needs needs, needs the help. He, he can't do the work. Do it for him, and he's gone. Chesed would do that in the extreme. Chesed is just do it for them. And an extreme chesed parent or carer tends to do things for the child. Gavura, on the other hand, says, no, they've got to do it themselves. I've got to create the space for them to do it. I've got to allow them to develop. If I do it for him, he learns nothing except bad habits. I, I, need, I need to let him
1: work it out, even if it means that maybe it's going to get dark and he won't get up to play. So where do you fall on that? You do, it, you, do it, you do it for him or you bring it out of him? That's chesed versus gvura. Here, you've got to think quickly as well. Pick the quotes that resonate with you.
0: Would you say things are only going to get worse? So be prepared for the worse. Or would you say, relax, things can only get better from here. Which of those sayings resonate with you that, uh, yeah, that, that's right. One of these should, you should re- relate with too. And the other one, not as much. Things are only going to get
1: worse or things can only get better from here. Would you more likely say it stopped raining? Let's make a run for
0: it. Or take an umbrella just in case. Do, do, do you see that it stopped raining now? So you just go out? Or, or you take umbrella along
1: umbrella j- just, just in case it starts raining again. Don't trust him. You don't know him well. Or give him the benefit of the doubt. You don't
0: know him, he's probably, he's probably a nice guy. What are you more likely to say? Would you say, I can't live with this mess? Or would you say, it's, it's not a mess. I know where everything is. Which one are you? Each one of these is a chesed or a gavura person. See, remember the chesed person is optimistic, has the 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 a bias towards optimism that things are going to be good, so it can only get better from here. That's a, that's a chesed attitude. Whereas whereas is more pessimistic. Things are going to get worse. Be prepared for the worst. So when it's stopped raining. The Chesed person thinks it's not going to rain again, and i will go out without the umbrella,
1: even though it's happened so many times that they went out without an umbrella and got wet, because it started raining again. But the Chesed person is not looking at it that way. It stopped raining, so it's
0: it's going to be good. Let's take a, Let's take a dash, a run, a risk. The guru person takes no risks. It, it was raining this morning. It stopped now but it could rain again. I'm taking an umbrella. The Gvura person will always have their umbrella with them.
1: And therefore, the Gvura person also won't be so trusting of someone they don't know so well. Whereas a Chesed person will give the benefit of the doubt. It'll be fine. And, and the same applies to, to a mess. Gvura
0: needs everything in its place. I can't live in a mess. I need things organized. Whereas Chesed doesn't see it as a mess. (laughs) There's no mess here. If I know everything is, it's functioning, it's fine. It doesn't need to be so organized. And they don't don't even see the mess. They don't see it as a a mess in the first place.
1: Now, with all of these things, you may be a chesed person, or you may be a guru
0: person, but even that, it may be only in relation to the person who you're sitting next to. Meaning, if you come from a very gvura family, within that gvura family, maybe you're the most chesed of the gvura family. But compared to a chesed family, you're a gvura person. So you see yourself as quite chesed compared to the rest of your family. But when you meet a real chesed person from a chesed family, you're still pretty gvura. So you're chesed relative to gvura, but relative to a chesed relative, you're not so chesed. You're pretty gvura. This is also possible culturally as well. Each culture has a certain flavor to it. Certain cultures are much more uh, organized and strict, and you could be a chesed person from a gvura culture or the other way around. Some cultures are very laissez-faire and easygoing. You might be a gvura type from a chesed culture. So within that context, you're very chesed. With that other context, you'd be considered gvura. It, it's, it's much more subtle than just the
1: simplicity of chesed or gvura. But the, the dynamic is, is still always there. So
0: I hope that by now you, you see where you fit And you have a sense of of which one you are. So what do you do with that information? If, uh, okay, I'm a a chesed person. I'm a gvura person. So what? Therefore what? Well, you have to be asking the question, am I utilizing chesed for its purpose? Am I utilizing gvura for its purpose? I need both. I may be strong in one, but I need both. Am I using chesed to share of myself and embrace others? That's its mission. Am I using gvura to protect myself, to take sensible measures, and also to give room for others? If I'm an extreme chesed, do I need to actually work on the gvura to try and appreciate that a bit, to try and develop the power of gvura a little bit more? Am I smothering in my relationships? Is my generosity misplaced? Do I need to hold back and listen a bit more and allow space for somebody else? If I'm extreme gvura, am I missing out on connecting with people because I'm being too harsh? Am I too rigid
1: and not allowing myself to take a risk? Am am I tending too? Too extreme to the Gevura. Do I need to employ a bit of Chesed? Learn, develop
0: a bit of Chesed. It's fascinating that so often we are attracted to the opposite. If you are an extreme Chesed person, you very likely will end up with quite a Gevura person. Certainly in the very areas where you're very Gevura, they're very Chesed and vice versa. And that is the gift that God gives us, that he sends into our lives, the people
1: who will press our buttons and who will force us to experience the other. And so when we contemplate that a little bit, we can
0: come to be much more accepting of the otherness of another, not just accepting, but actually embracing of it. It's exactly what I need. I need that otherness. I need to learn. I need to to expand my horizons. And so you're not crazy. You're just different. And that difference is what I need. I need to learn that.
1: I need to engender some of that difference. I need need to make make it a part of me as well. So going back to the different faces, the Talmud says that just as everyone's face is different, so too everyone's character is different.
0: The great Hasidic master, Robert Mendel of Kotzk, said, would you get angry at someone for having a different face than yours? Of course not. You wouldn't get angry at someone like, how could you have a nose that shape? How, how could your eyes be that color? You don't get angry at someone for having a different face. So don't get angry at someone for having a different personality than yours. On, on the contrary, the difference is what makes us interesting, is what, what expands our horizons. Because we don't all look the same, so we're unique. And because we don't all experience life the same and we don't all share ourselves in the same way and we don't all uh, express ourselves the same way because we have different personalities, that's what makes a relationship possible. So don't get angry at somebody for having a different personality. Just like you couldn't get angry at them for having a different face.
1: On the contrary, embrace that. Be excited about that. If you're the Chesed person, you need some
0: Gevura. So observe it in somebody and learn it from them. Embrace it and respect it and, and make it a part of yours. If you're an extreme Gevura person, you need a sprinkling of Chesed. So watch the Chesed person and mimic them. Yes, you will always have your nature just like your face will always be your face. You'll always have your nature, but you've got all the other ingredients as well. Maybe you're dominant and strong in Chesed, but you've also got Gvura, or the other way around. It just needs to be developed,
1: tapped into. It may not be natural, but it's necessary. And when we we learn to appreciate that otherness in
0: the other when we learn to observe the the advantages of the opposite side then we become a much more wholesome person then we unite with other people then then we have a, a sense of connection and oneness if you have to be in my image my face so then i'm not allowing you to be you but if i
1: respect you for who you are then I am richer for it, and so are you. Okay. I'm now gonna open up to any questions you might have. You're welcome to either put them into the chat or
0: you can put your hand up or you can uh, un- unmute. I'm having a look now in some of the questions. When is one's inclination defined? Can, should it be instilled into a child? So. Our nature is very much inborn. Uh, it's, it's very much a part of our genetic makeup. And from a very young age, you can observe in, in children their, their nature. Of course, we do develop and we do change. And in different times of our life, we, we do go through different stages. But a lot of it is, is, very, is very much there from the beginning. And I guess a part of educating children is appreciating the various different ways and what, what's needed. Every child needs discipline and they need love. They need chesed and they need gvura. They, they need to be surrounded by both energies. And so by by experiencing both and by seeing both in their parents and mentors and teachers, uh, a child will come to appreciate the necessity for, for all, but they'll, they'll still naturally incline one way or the other. And, and, that's, and that's fine. It's only when things go to extremes that they become more dangerous that's, that's when there needs to be more, I guess, intervention to, to develop somebody in the right, in the right direction. But uh, our, our nature, to a great extent, is what it is. It's just that we're not stuck in our nature. I can act opposite to my nature. And I think teaching children and, and, and developing that, that skill of saying, I, I can go against my nature. Maybe I'm a chesed person. I need, I need to sometimes fake gvura, but I, but I need it. And, and and the other around as well can i ask a question robert no. so let's say you have um a relationship where you have one that's more lenient to chesed and one that's more lenient to gavura okay and then at one point in the relationship the gav, either the gavura or the chesed appreciates the other qualities and starts to become more what so you got say two gavura right does that break some sort of happy balance? And can that be a cause of strife? I would, I would think it'd be, it's hard to imagine somebody going, like flipping from a chesed person to a gvura person, like to, to an extreme. It would more likely be that, that a person who tended towards chesed developed their gvura side, let's say, and that, on the contrary, that would be a, a, a very positive step in the relationship because the gevura side of the relationship will then uh, feel feel more connected. But the chesed won't go away. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I think what would be worrying is if is if a person completely um, abandoned their their nature and became something else. That will be that will be a concern in a relationship because then, then you're, you're losing yourself. And, and that, that could in, endanger the relationship because I got into this relationship because I'm attracted to your, the contrast that you are. And if, you, if mm-hmm. you suddenly lose that and become sort of melted into my way of thinking, so then that, that contrast is gone. Um, but I would say that that would, that would only be a bit of an artificial thing. I don't think a person can really mutate in a relationship, to, to actually switch sides, you know that 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 would that would uh, that would not happen. So we need we need to to, to always give the space for the other to express who they are, and 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 allow that even even when that rubs us the wrong way, or is completely different to what I I think is right. Um, and of course, all of this is within reason. I'm talking about healthy people expressing mm-hmm. themselves in healthy ways, but but totally different. That 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 has to be, um, and um, and if a person feels that they're not allowed to express who they are, then that will that will implode in time. That 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 can't can't last. Sure. Yeah, Yamaka.
1: If a person um, realizes that they're very corrupt in a certain category. What's the best way to to get out of that corruption? Would it be let's let's say someone's very corrupt in a chesed category? Would it be to surround
0: themselves with a guru person? How do they get out of that? So that's a great question too. With all, with all with all areas like like this, um, you need mentorship. You know, you you need you need direction. Sometimes um, sometimes we can't help ourselves. We we are too far. Uh, in in a certain direction that we we need outside help. Sometimes we're being too harsh on ourselves, and somebody on the outside can say, "Actually, it's not so bad." So I think I think in all cases like that, you do you do need direction. It's not it's not enough just to be surrounded. I think by gvura people that would help. It would help, but that that could also backfire because if you don't know how to handle that, gvura, if you're so extreme chesed, you don't know how to handle that gvura thing. Um, that could uh, lead to a lot of clashes. So um, whenever there's, two, there's opposing powers, you need a higher power that, that unites them. And so a, um, I, th- I think that a, a, um, a supervised program of introducing gvura would be, would be
1: necessary, as opposed to just a self-diagnosis. Thank you. Okay, there's
0: a question here. Can two people of the same nature be successful team, parents, partners? So that's, that's a great question. Do, do, do you have to marry a chesed person if you're a gavor person? And, and it, does it have to be that way? What if two chesed people meet? Are they not compatible? You would think that they are because chesed and chesed, isn't that, isn't that, isn't that great? Should, should we avoid people who are we have things in common with we see eye to eye to should, should I only look for somebody who I disagree with on everything and is t- totally opposite to me uh, it, that seems crazy on the other hand everything we've been saying seems to say that yes a chesed person needs to be balanced by the guru person and, and the other way around so can they be successful so I think it's, it's important to note that already male and female has enough opposing energy to it that even a Chesed type of male and a Chesed type of female, or a Gvura male and a Gvura female, are opposite enough to complement each other. Because within the realm of Chesed and Gvura, male and female also actually fit into that. That um, there, there the, the is. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think? Do you think male is Chesed or Gvura? Do you think female is Chesed or Gvura? In Kabbalistic writings. It's very clear. Male is chesed, female is gvura. That doesn't mean all men are chesed and all all women are gvura. You can have a gvura man and a a chesed woman, but within the, 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 the realms of male and female, the male energy is outward and the feminine energy is inward. The male energy expresses, the female energy receives. And so even if you have a chesed guy and a chesed girl, but he's a chesed of chesed, she's a chesed of gvura, so that could match very well. Um, so I, th- I think that, um, that, that that absolutely can work. And, and of course, we're, we're attracted to somebody who is our opposite, but we also at the same time feel an affinity to that person. Obviously, we're not attracted to somebody who just annoys us, like that, that's, that's not what we're attracted to. We're attracted to the, the opposing energy of a person, but the, but also the commonality, the affinity we have with that person. And so, uh, so if we find that, we, that we, we have a lot in common, that's great. That's a good thing. But when you go deeper, you'll see that there are so many things that you see differently. And that will be the energy that will, that will fuel the relationship. Um, another question, if you see your children are very much one personality, can you try to change them to be more balanced? So changing anyone, even, even yourself, is very difficult. So um, we, should, we should be be careful to, 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 to go out to try and change somebody else, even our children, is going to be extremely difficult. What we can do is we can model what balance means because our kids know us as well, they know if you're the chesed one or the gvur one. Um, especially when, they, when there's two parents, they know which one to go to to ask for what they want. They also know which one is going to answer the, the call and pick them up on time. They, they know who's the chesed and who's the gvur. Very, very in, innately, they know that. But if we model that, yes, I'm, I'm 10 this way, but I also learn to go this way, I also I also expand myself to go the other way as well. If they see that and we model it, so then that will be helpful. And yes, we do have to try and direct them. You know, a child, I mean, obviously like Guru is discipline, right? And we wouldn't expect a child to be disciplined. There are some kids who are self-disciplined, but that that usually comes out a bit later, not, not at a very early stage. Um, and so they do need they do need that that structure. Um, but You also have to make sure that you're encouraging the natural tendencies of a child in a positive way. You're not just a a chesed child trying to to, uh, superimpose gvura, but you're also encouraging their chesed, their their loving, expressive side. And and so sometimes we, we do sometimes overcompensate as parents and try and push the kid to the other side and forget to also praise and recognize the beauty of, of their nature. And, and that's good as well. So I guess, I guess the answer is, we're, we're not trying to change their nature, we're trying to direct them to, to, to be the best that they can be. Um, okay, in the case of the dentist, if we know the doctor is normally late, but not always late, should this influence our answer? So um, I guess that is, a, that, is, that is always a calculation that, um, uh, that, that many, many doctors do run late, but maybe that's because of people who are saying they're gonna run late. And so they give everyone a lift. Um, so of course, every situation has to be judged. And, and I guess what we are saying is this balance idea that sometimes you have to be late to something. Sometimes there's a good reason to be late to something. An extreme gvora person does have to learn that people will be late sometimes for good reason. And sometimes there are acceptable reasons for that. And sometimes that's the right thing. Schedule can't be the, the be-all and end-all. But the chesed person has to realize that being all over the place with your schedule and being inconsiderate about other people's time is actually not nice and and, and not, not a way to function. So in all of these things, we have to, we have to balance it and we have to be reasonable and um, and and try to, try to I guess, transcend what we're stuck in, our nature that we're stuck in, which a little bit will connect with next week's class, God willing, um, when we meet the, the next attribute. Because what we're gonna see is that chesed and Gvura are the pillars, are the basis. But as we go through the rest of the seven faculties, we'll see that one flows from the other and it becomes a beautiful structure where each one of them, we have all of them, and each one of them can do with a bit of a bit of work. So please, God, we'll continue that next week. Thanks, God. For, please, God, we'll be we'll be here at the same time, same place. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great night and all the best, everyone.
1: Thank you, Reverend Moss. Thanks, Reverend Moss.